0: What is up and welcome to the All Basketball Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Maurice Dixon, coming to you live on December 15th. Yes, just 10 days from Christmas and was that, 16 days to 2022. Wow, it's time flying. But I want to get right to it, folks. It's just me on this episode. Had another volume of just my thoughts coming your way. I know it's been a little while. You've seen me doing interviews in the season preview show, but today is just my thoughts, just what I'm feeling at the moment, thinking, after listening to numerous shows and podcasts and seeing what's been transpiring in the basketball world. I got some thoughts I got to get out there, and why not? It wouldn't be a better way to start than with what happened last night, December 14th. Steph Curry, Madison Square Garden two three-pointers shy of passing Ray Allen for the all-time three-point record. Early fourth, first quarter, pretty much right wing area. He nailed the second one. That hit 2,974, putting him past Ray Allen and first on the all-time three-point shooting list. Ray Allen was there to congratulate him, congratulate him, and also Reggie Miller. 10 years ago, Ray Allen passed Reggie Miller And now you got Steph passing Ray Allen. And uh, he was definitely given much props. Um, The game was paused if you didn't see it for a second so everyone could show their appreciation, take pictures. You got a jersey from Ray Allen, a jersey from Miller. And yeah, Steph Curry, all-time three-point leader as far as three-pointers made. Um, Definitely the greatest shooter of all time. I can't dispute that. Uh, changed the game in a huge way. I mean, as long as I've been watching basketball since the late 80s, early 90s, seen the game change a few times. Mike, As far as Michael Jordan changing the showing, proving that you don't need a big man necessarily to win or dominate when it was so many good big men during Jordan's run. But for him to go six finals, two three beats, and um, change game from that standpoint, and make it more of a isolation-heavy game, where he was he he was able to prove that he can average over thirty points a game and still win. At first, they always said he couldn't do it, and he really couldn't. But once he got the help of Pippen, Forrest Grant, and other role players later, like Kukoc, cool Rodman, Steve Kerr, John Paxson during that first run, B.J. Armstrong, guys like that and just serves with big guys to step in and help Stacey King with Bill Cartwright, Scott Williams. Just big bodies in there to help deal with Patrick Ewing. Not really so much in the finals, but on, on definitely on the way there. Patrick Ewing finally get past Detroit. Uh, and But pretty much the point, he changed the game to an isolation game then things kind of shifted after that. I mean, you had Shaq and Kobe's dominance for that three year period. They only other team to 3 P. And then you had the Spurs always in the mix. Then you had Miami do what they do as far as LeBron. You had a few other teams step in there, win championships. And then obviously the Warriors before got one before Durant got there. LeBron got one in Cleveland. And then now, now we're kind of in that, that stacked deck, super team era, so to speak, when back in the day, guys, they may have stacked the deck, but it was almost a, a last resort, like <clears throat> the clock is ticking down, Charles Barkley. I'm, I'm going to Houston, to try to team up with Hakeem Quint- Olajuwon and win one. But guys never did that before LeBron decided to go to Miami and get Bosch to go with him and join Wade and dominate the conference, then go back to Cleveland where Kyrie Irving was waiting, trade for Kevin Love, keep that roster pretty stacked to give him the best chance, even though he got, what, three championships out of it. Out of those, what, eight straight finals appearances, so... It's no guarantee that it worked, but when you go to the finals eight straight times, it worked to that extent. Because and you're you're one of the greatest players of all time, and you add other great players, other all stars, and you make it work. Those are the results. And so now we're kind of in that era where everyone's shooting threes, and that's definitely a credit to what Steph Curry has done. I mean, he's with um. I mean, back when Ray Allen and Reggie Miller were setting these records, threes weren't, the game was played inside out, not outside in. Now it's outside in, every team is chucking up a bunch of threes. I mean, so many, so many more a game. I mean, you see totals now where people are, everyone out there can almost shoot or it's definitely hoisting up maybe not all great shooters, but you have to respect them, the floor is just so spread over because it's, and Steph Steph Curry has a lot to do with that, with him being able to dribble up, shake you off the handle, pull up quickly, whether he passed the ball, ran around, off screen, Draymond Green, finding him for a bunch of threes, and then just to pull up from even further, I mean, you got Dame, you got Dame Lillard doing it now, Luka Doncic does it a lot. So, but Steph is the he's the pioneer of all that, of how the game changed from being, you didn't have to be the biggest, you could you could stretch, you just stretch the floor so much with this ability to shoot so well from deep that it impacted the game that everybody kind of had to catch up because when it all comes down to basic math, if I'm hitting 50% of my threes and you're hitting about a third of your twos. You can't beat it. <laughs> you, can't, you can't swap two for threes. You just can't do it. You have to be shooting up threes to keep up with that, with a good three-point three shooting team, which the Warriors are and always will be as long as Steph and Klay Thompson are there. So much props to Curry for getting, getting that record out of the way and but they're at the top, top of the West, Um, one of the biggest surprises of the season has about 34% through, 34%, yeah. Through the season, we're at the by little past bottom, pretty much a third. Everybody's around, played about 28 games of the 82. Even though right now, I mean, COVID is running rapid, unfortunately is being hit hard. The Bulls, they, they they had to cancel a couple of games and seems like every other minute you're seeing somebody else going to protocols. The Lakers are missing some guys tonight. So um hopefully it hopefully it slows back down. I know most of the guys are vaccinated, but this, I mean that doesn't mean you can't catch it but uh and right 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 there behind the Warriors are, are, are the Suns. started off a little rough in what? 17 straight wins, maybe 18. Then the Warriors ended up stopping their streak. So those teams with the two best records in the league right there top of the West, you got Brooklyn, even without Kyrie Irving on the other side, in the Eastern Conference, they got the best record. Durant's putting up historic games Dropped what, 51 on Detroit, had another outstanding game. Pretty sure last night against Toronto went to overtime and they they've they been struck by COVID, but they had just enough guys and they got in the ran. That was that was enough to get past the Raptors in overtime. So Yeah, it's um and another another key thing as far as today, as far as the NBA, December fifteenth is pretty much the unofficial opening of basically everyone who signed a free agent deal in the offseason can now be traded so that's i just saw you got a hundred plus players who can be dealt now before that obviously you couldn't deal guys because you had to wait to this to this point in the season. So. And I was hearing the number about 84% of the players can be traded. So we'll see what what deals may come of it. you. I'm pretty sure you see something come across Bleacher Report where someone's reporting a rumor. I mean, more rumors will probably come out, but uh, nothing could happen today. And at this point, I don't really expect much to happen um, as the day goes on and much hasn't really come out. But now is the beginning of when, agents can be traded so you got more guys in the pot so we'll see if, what happens as far as Ben Simmons we know Philly wants a lot um, and Ben Simmons doesn't really have that much value as much value as maybe Daryl Morey and their organization is trying to get or many players they're trying to get for him so uh, we'll see if it shakes out if we get to see finally get to see Ben Simmons play soon and maybe even Kyrie Irving. I mean, New York is probably not gonna change their vaccine mandates. So, and, but I I doubt, I doubt that they trade them, but you never know. Uh, The right deal may come along. You just have to do things to improve your team, speaking respectively of the Nets and the Sixers. And you got Portland out west, they're slipping. Uh, stuff has come out about guys not being pleased with the way Chauncey Billups is running things, but if you're on a six game losing streak, you're not above 500. People probably aren't going to be upset, just to be honest, I mean. So, I um, mean, you got CJ McCollum with the lung issue, hopefully he gets back as soon as possible, so. And Portland lost an overtime game last night to Phoenix. So uh but Damus Adamant then continued to say he doesn't want to be traded. So if that's everybody's I mean saying blow it up. Uh it's time for the Damon CJ backcourt to be dismantled. Uh but and, and maybe, um, but if Dame wants to stay around, around for a rebuild, I'm all for it. I guess I'm. I don't have. I don't have an NBA team like a lot of NBA fans or writers, or so. Wherever guys end up, I just feel like. Okay, that's. That'll be a good addition to their team. And if, if he wants to stay there and try to rebuild it, then more power to him. And if he wants to leave, more power to him as well. But he seemed to be standing firm that he doesn't want to leave. I'm, I'm not gonna be the to one to say, get out of there either. I'm just saying, hey, I mean, you got your money. Um stick around, make for the rebuild. And if if y'all go far, maybe get to the finals, maybe win it. the finals. It'll be it'll be that much sweeter knowing that I stuck it out through thick and thin. As a Dame Dame Lillard saying that. And I got one which was which may be more precious than just going and joining some already built team or creating another, another super team, uh, which can be frowned upon by I guess some of us who've seen basketball in a different light, not just this era. We've seen basketball before where it was a little more balanced and it seemed it seemed equal. It seemed like competition was fair and at the point we're kind of at now, I kind of sense pretty much what LeBron did, what he did even seen, and then Durant adding to it, it didn't almost seem fair in sense, even though you had a, you still had a series, and most of the time with the series, the best team is going to win, and it, it's kind of even you know, more predict, makes it more predictable, but, uh, you don't, nobody really wants to see a, an unbalanced league or, one team having so much power and just I mean, just think back when twenty nineteen when Golden State had then they got Demarcus Cousins, even though he he never returned to the player he was in Sacramento, but people just like it's, it's, just, it's just unfair, like it's <laughs> what what do we we know it's gonna happen. Why watch since or a way to, as a way to look at it, but they still have to play the games but and, and this isn't um a one and done scenario like the ncaA tournament so but uh well yeah we'll we'll see how the league continues to, to shake out uh you got some surprise teams like like cleveland's playing well they didn't expect that um one of the teams um with the winning record currently fourth in the east at 17 12. Chicago, I, I thought Chicago would put it together. Um, the additions of ball, Lonzo Ball, Caruso, and DeRozan have helped Levine and Vucevic um put it together. They, they've won some games against the tougher competition. Be Brooklyn, I know, is one of the teams I know, and be some teams out west, so or even hung with some teams out west. So, for them to be, be playing well, uh says a lot. Milwaukee was injured in the beginning of the year, but not in 18-11, so they're going to be right there at top the standings as I as I expected. Uh, it's been pretty surprised to see the Hawks and the Knicks where they are. Knicks four straight losses. Atlanta now two. Um, especially with the success they had last season, especially the Hawks being, even though they may have not. I mean, you had to feel the meltdown by Philly and got to the East Finals, but kind of looking like the team they looked like last year at this point when Roy Gaines was their coach and then once Nate McMillan got in there, he turned it around. So maybe they'll put it together as the season goes on. Um, but mainly I'm surprised by the Knicks just being where they are. Um, Tom Thibodeau, Deciding to bench Kimball Walker I mean Pretty much I mean I can I can see Why in a sense I did like The addition of him And Fournier To that squad To give him more offense help help Randall and Barrett But I guess it just isn't working out um, Kimball Walker's Percentages Have been have been down Since he left Charlotte He wasn't Really that good In, in Boston the, the few years He was there And, and a lot of them Probably do have With had to do with age and just some knee injuries and lingering issues with his knees and just not being very healthy and now they've decided to um take him out of the rotation. But much props to Kimber Walker for being a professional. I mean I've seen him a few times sitting over there and in the warm-up warm-ups the whole game and it it has to be pretty humbling. I mean but he's cheering on his teammates. They anytime a big play happens he's cheering those guys on on the bench being a professional and that's what you want to see because he is a professional basketball player he's not showing he's just not a basketball player he's a professional basketball player so conduct himself he's conducting himself very well and they're showing a lot at least publicly about his character and who knows maybe this, this trade season may pick up or maybe even a about and he'll get to a situation where he can he can help a team the team because there are plenty of teams I feel like he can't help. He has enough left to maybe play a six-man type role. Maybe not started, but um pretty surprised to see that the, the way that has gone for the Knicks. Um cause they seem to have some problems, seem to be building on something. But like but like I said earlier, obviously a lot of season left, so definitely can be turned around. Now, West, most of the teams I expect to be good or in a good place and bad or in a bad place. Um thought the Nuggets would be a little higher, but with Jamal Murray already not there and then you have Michael Porter Jr. with the back issues. I mean, not looking good. Much props to the Grizzlies for continuing to win without John Morant, who will be coming back soon, but uh, Clippers for holding Paul George and company for holding it down while Kawhi Leonard Continues to rehab. Uh, the the Lakers seem to be one two straight, uh, but just about a 500 team. I'm pretty surprised by that, especially with their schedule. Uh, uh, as as you guys probably know, I'm wasn't big on the Westbrook thing. Definitely made them would make them more of a threat. I thought it would it would obviously. Help them navigate the regular season better with LeBron being, I guess, on the verge of being 37. But he was hurt, and then Anthony Davis can't buy a basket outside the paint. So, I mean, Westbrook's still doing Westbrook things, uh, but they say they're going to let Russ be Russ. <laughs> Looking at his track record, that's not a good thing. I mean... I know, I know guys are big on Westbrook and I like his competitive spirit. And I can, I can appreciate that, appreciate that he goes hard, but when you're not making smart decisions, when you're doing making crazy turnovers, turn over, he's already turning over the ball a lot. It's just not a winning formula. And he's just doing the same things he's been doing. So, and the thing that stood out to me this, this year before the season started, he said, he felt like he didn't have anything else to prove, and I strongly disagree with that. No, <laughs> Westbrook, you need to prove that you can make better late-game decisions. Prove you can cut down on the turnovers. Take smarter shots. Don't don't settle for threes. Move without the ball. But at this point, when well, you're early thirties, you're about. 233. I assume you are who you are. So, and if they're gonna let you be who you always been, then they're, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna reap what you've always reaped outside of when you played with with Kevin Durant. Before, I mean, yeah, you and Durant got to the finals. But ever since Durant left OKC, okay, you've been get, get the team to the playoffs. You got you got uh. OKC okay, there you got an MVP great accomplishment as far as the trip um getting that triple double triple double record which was pretty old dating back to the 70s when Oscar Robertson did it. And got in the playoffs one and done, two two and done pretty much with Houston. And you got in the playoffs last year with the Wizards, but that was a first round exit. So and maybe the Lakers would do do more once they. Get, he- get healthy and get more continuity obviously but but um it's just yeah so with like I said with more continuity hopefully more health for the Lakers they are old maybe maybe they can't put together a string of rhymes and be a formidable threat in the West but the way it goes, State and Phoenix are playing, and uh, just pretty much just the way they're playing, how successful they are—it's a small chance they beat those two teams, and maybe even a few other teams if you don't have one. You don't have enough youth. Shooting the suspect. And Anthony Davis isn't playing like the player who everyone thought, who everyone thinks he should play like. Then not a recipe for success and you have Westbrook doing just being an up and down player sometimes giving you good things but giving you just as many bad things or bad decisions bad turnovers you're pretty much going to be a 500 team an average team and average teams don't win championships especially with an older great player like LeBron James and Anthony Davis, who you just don't know day to day if he's going to be healthy or not, or just hasn't proven to stay healthy enough. I mean, when they won the title in 2020, you still have to remember that those guys had four months off; they didn't not, not necessarily taking anything or much away from them winning the title because everybody had that time off. But with the history and what LeBron has shown since he's been in LA. And as you get older, and then Anthony Davis, what well, he's always pretty much shown that he just struggles to stay healthy. He's just not um just just looking just just looking rather bleak. Other injury news, uh, not so much injury news, but man Zion Williamson, I mean the weight is, had the offseason foot surgery, packed on weight. Now he's had another setback. looking like on the lost season. I mean, he played well last year, played a good amount of the season. Last season, but just can't stay healthy. I mean, it's always a guy people are high on and he just always disappoints if you want to use that terminology to an extent. I mean, I can go down the list of players. Um, Maybe it didn't happen this early, but Brett Hill didn't have a strong run, a long run. Antonio McDice was highly touted, I um, expected much. Knees just couldn't hold up. Penny Hardaway. I mean, Tracy McGregor ended up getting hurt. Uh, Greg Oden, I mean, year two was okay, but his body wasn't meant to stand up and endure the 82-game NBA season. The just practicing, off-season stuff. And at the moment, Zion is looking like that. And I mean, he's been injured since. He can go all the way back to high school. Then injured the at Duke. Just, um, just interesting. I mean, just, just think about it. If, if the Pelicans can do it again and Say they take John Moran, where where their franchise would be after trading away Anthony Davis. But I mean, it was you can't you can't argue against picking AD. So I mean, I'm sorry, picking Zion because he was just like he was going to be a force. I mean, <laughs> can't really see anyone like that. And but now he's looking like. Unfortunately, looking like a lot of players who we expected great things from, but just can't hold up to the NBA, the rigors of the NBA season. So hopefully he gets better. He returns. But um, it's not looking real optimistic for him and that franchise at the moment. I want to jump back to what... I never, I never got to say anything about top 75, 76 since they couldn't decide on, since there was a tie-in. And, and uh, I had some discussions with some coaches and they really vouched for guys. I know Coach Reddick over South Atlanta High, he, he made a good point that I really liked about guys having a good seven-year run. And uh, when considering who you should should put on that list, uh, I'm not I'm not really big on taking anybody off. I mean, most of the guys I cheer for are on, uh, or who, who I was a, who I was big fans of, they're on. So, so I don't I don't feel like it's right to start taking off people because then it. I mean, I'm going to get to the point where somebody's going to be trying to take off guys who i seen. And I'm like, nah, you can't take him off. <laughs> so, um, 50, the 51st state, the 50 who on the original list stayed on, so be it. 25 were added. Uh, had some notable snubs out there. Clay Thompson, Dwight Howard, Alice English, Bernard King, who I really didn't get to see a lot of. Uh, can't think of any others come to mind at the moment but i know i know the top of conversation a lot was dwight howard uh i mean came in the league in 04 pretty much season two after that i mean he was a he was a force got in the 2009 finals uh huge rebounder shot blocker defensive player of the year at least i'm gonna say he got it at least three times. It might have been, I think it's somewhere in the four times being defensive player of the year. So but then he had that drop off and it got weird. He was jumping from team to team. And I can see why the voters left him off. Uh, but the way the way it's looking, it seems like you should have added Howard. <laughs> Maybe you take off Anthony Davis, who I mean, who appears to be on the track of doing not much. Without LeBron, that one title he had since he joined the Lakers, I mean, he had some, put up some good numbers in New Orleans, but Dwight Howard did do more during his time in Orlando from that stretch from, let's say, 06 till before he joined the Lakers that first time with Kobe. I mean, he he was a dominant player. Never really got the footwork together. Never dominated to the level I guess Shaq wanted him to or other great big men but he was dominant in his own way definitely as far as rebounding blocking shots just being a defensive anchor catching lobs role guy so so I can I can see where I can see both sides of it because he he did he did fall off into this weird role player it was just like kind of like, what are you doing? And people said, well, maybe you take off Dame Lillard. And I can see that as well too. I mean, not accomplishing as much, never been in the finals as far as the been as far as the West Finals. But one of the one of the best shot makers, big game shot takers and makers in the history of the game. I mean, two playoff game winners, one against Houston to win that series and won against OKC to win that series and wave by by the Russ and Paul George with that side step three. So uh, but I think Dane gets a lot of credit because when Weaver stayed four years there. People really didn't know much about him. So I think he's the biggest overachiever. So I think that gave him a lot of, a lot of cachet, a lot of that built up his people's vote for him a lot. And then you have, yeah, Clay Thompson. Uh, definitely one of the greatest shoes of all time. May end up right there behind Steph as far as threes. He just got to get back on the healthy track. Missed two seasons. He's like, wow. Uh, and huge, huge game against, what was it? Game six of that 2016 West Pilots against OKC. Just, just went off. Kept that series alive and got it back to Golden State. And they ended up winning it, but um, I feel like Durant. He has to he has to take a take up an argument against Durant when Durant came and joined the Warriors. That pushed him back a little bit, even though his number stayed steady and he was and he really balled out in that 2019 Finals against Toronto before he got hurt and they had a few other moments. But I think what hurt him was. Durant joining and then 2016 finals. He didn't play that great because what is his numbers here? Did a little research. So he was 51% from the field, 43 from three during the season, 22 points a game. And the finals. Per game average came down a little bit, just twenty. But he only shot forty three percent from the field and dropped down thirty five percent from three. So, and then, but still played pretty well. But I guess with the defensive scheme, it made sense. But if I was making an argument, J R. Smith comes to set that screen for Kyrie Irving. I'm not switching. You switch, you let Steph get on Kyrie. Kyrie goes to dance and gave him enough of a hesitation, buried the game one and three, series clinching three, and y'all gave up a 3-1 lead in the finals, first, first and only team to do so. So um, if I was arguing, I would that definitely doesn't help his case. And then the year before, shot 48% from the field, 44 from three, 22 points per game. But it came came down forty-one percent from the field and thirty percent from three, so really went to kind of a slump at the wrong time of the season. I know there is just a, it's just seven games. The series ended up going six, but and it was your first time there, so kind of understand with that situation. Kind of understand the, why things would go like that. First time there, okay, you you kind of understand that. And then just not um just kinda of declining as the playoffs went on. I mean, not being able playoffs come, you gotta take it, take it a higher level. Just they wasn't able to do that. But um we'll see how he comes back. But those are the few arguments as far as the top 70, 75, 76 that were out there that I wanted to speak a little bit on. But um hopefully he comes back healthy. I mean he comes back healthy and fits right in. I mean Go to state, they they can be right back at the top of the mountain. Uh, and I, I would like, I would like this. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Um, with kind of that original core there of Thompson, Curry, and Draymond Green, bring back older Iguodala. You add in new guys like Jordan Poole, Wiggins, maybe Wiseman. Give some good minutes that, on the inside it's kinda like you know, it'll kinda come full circle and then with with curry uh set just setting his record three point record but uh and and, and for curry I, I would definitely like to see he has three championships but I, I would like to see him I think for his legacy it'd be good for him to get another one uh definitely without Durant because Those two with Durant, they definitely count. But people looking at like, okay, that was that was supposed to happen. And then the first one, Kyrie Irving was hurt, Kevin Love was hurt, and then people almost want they almost wanted to give LeBron the MVP, but haven't done that since Jerry West lost in that finals way back in the day. So then no losing player would get the MVP. So I would I would just like to see Curry. i know he can't help this hear me out be the healthy team Beat them and and beat them and not have the decks deck stack in your favor and and become champions i mean and get get stronger in the finals i mean take those shooting numbers up and the average up another level he's kind of i mean i know some at some point he was injured around at 2015 2016. even though they got one in 2015 in that finals, but a couple more numbers here. During the season, in 2015 he shot 53% from the field, 44 from three, average 24 a game. And then we get to the finals, dropped down a little bit to 44% from the field and just 39% from three, averaging 26 points a game. So, kept his point total there. But I mean, Cle- Cleveland made it tougher for him. His main competition was her and Kyrie Irving. And then the year they he won the unanimous MVP in 2016, 57 percent from the field, 45 from three, 30 points a game. I think he may have won the scoring title that year. And but in the finals, I mean, jumped out to a three-one lead. from the field, 40% from three. And the scoring average came down to 23 points a game. It just, um, I mean, it was a while ago. I know Durant came and they, him and you were trying to get you an MVP that definitely that second year against Cleveland, when Cleveland was definitely overmatched. But just for me, I mean, Maybe even for Rob Parker, who still debates that Curry isn't the <laughs> he can't he can't be the greatest shooter of all time. He doesn't have any clutch shots made in the playoffs, and he, he doesn't. Maybe he just can't help that. But he, he Curry getting back to the finals, beating a healthy team, and getting those percentages up, getting that ab- those averages up, getting Finals MVP. Great for his legacy to go along with being—I mean, then proving even more why he is the greatest shooter of all time in a in a three-point shooting era when everybody's trying to take that role to that—that's just the way you play now. And uh, so, those, those are just some things I would like to like to see. I mean, yeah, he doesn't have really anything else to prove, but you can start nitpicking because you're talking about getting up there with the greats. So this is just my thoughts, so. And, uh, yeah, so the NBA has been pretty interesting. College as well. Uh, want to make one more point here about, like, okay, the Knicks are number one in the East. And without Kyrie Irving, without some other guys, they've been able to still stay atop that conference. But James Harden's been been struggling. I mean, as of today, I don't know if he's still having hamstring issues or maybe conditioning not right, but no Kyrie Irving is there. You should be you had seasons of of pretty much 27 at 20 15, 16 to pretty much that season up into the bubble. You were above above 30 points a game. I mean, this season you're shooting an average of 26 games you're shooting, averaging 21 points, 8 rebounds, 10 assists, which only shooting 40% from the field and 34% from the field. And the Nets are going to need more if they're going to be True title contender and the Nets haven't really beat the good, beaten the good beating any good teams. Well, they still got a lot of big games coming up, but definitely only gonna need more from James Harden. I mean, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan. I mean, dude is he's nasty with it when he, when he's on, but I feel like he does too much of the same stuff. I mean, low percentage step back threes, plays to get fouled, and now they change down and all that. They crack down on those unnatural movements to get foul calls. He's kind of somewhat being exposed, so I know I'm probably going to hear it, but I don't want to hear. It. <laughs> I'm just going to cringe even more if I hear this about James Harden being the the most dangerous we- offensive weapon. And I mean, and this 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 one stat last stat I want to it's just not. I mean. I'm going to put this in perspective. Okay, at this point, in 12 seasons, yeah, 12 seasons in the NBA, Harden has made 6,667 field goals. He's made 6,744 free throws. So, he's not, he's playing basketball, but he's playing more so to get fouled. When you shoot, when you make more free throws than field goals, you're trying to exploit the system in some way when you're initiating contact or flailing to get foul calls. And now that they've cracked down on it, he hasn't been adjusting too well. And the shots are there, which is mainly you and Durant. Kyrie isn't there, so, I mean, what's, what's going on? just to put that in perspective, so they try, people were trying to move James Harden to say above Dwayne Wade as far as the third best shooting guard behind Jordan Kobe. Okay, Michael Jordan made 12,192 field goals to 7,327 free throws made. Kobe made 11,719 field goals to 8,378 free throws. So these guys are just out there looking to get buckets, not get to the line. And James Harden, that's that's what he lived on. And I mean, hey, if that's if that's one how you want to go about it, fine. But when they when they start cracking, if you're legitimately getting fouled, then okay, I understand. But when you're not legitimately getting fouled, you're trying to create contact, doing make unnatural movements to get calls, then that's a gimmick and. Somewhat now you're being exposed. Excuse me. And I thought, I mean, when you just look at it on paper, just based off statistics and him being an MVP in Durant, even if Kyrie Irving isn't there, that should be enough to get you to the finals usually in most NBA areas, you would think. Maybe most. But I know Milwaukee is strong, Miami's a threat. But, I mean, you're playing the top of the East, but just not looking like, maybe that'll be enough to get you to the East Finals, but maybe not even the Finals, because Milwaukee's isn't tasted the major success. They're the defending champions, so. And you guys know you had them really on the ropes last year, but injuries got in the way. The Rams on the line, and they just, they just persevered and said, you know, refuse to lose. Had a little extra time and took the game on the road in overtime, took game seven in Brooklyn. So, but James Hart's gonna have to step up, but I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't. I mean, he's he's always been a suspect player when it came to big moments in the playoffs. He hasn't, he's yet to show up. So, and just, just thinking about that, like, since, he, since he's been playing like an MVP with Durant, that should be enough, but it's looking like it's not going to be it. But maybe Kyrie comes back and he can go back into the role of just facilitating and it'll be fine. But right now in, in the big games, Christmas Day game, if everybody's healthy, they're going to need your best against the Lakers. Maybe you'll just short for the big games, but I don't, I don't want to hear third best above Wade because you got the MVP or already has the MVP or I mean, he's putting up triple-doubles. I mean, what is... I mean, I just... Shot selection just seems bad. I mean, he just... I mean, he's up there on three-point all, all the time this three-point is made, too, but it's just volume in the way game's played. He's playing by the numbers and the analytics, but... We'll see how it turns out. Quickly before I close out for college, job uh, pleased to see what Carolina's doing with Juja Davis. Um, off to a winning start, I think 72. Duke looks dangerous and back. Paulo Banquero is a, he's a, he's a problem. <laughs> Especially when he's gonna be on. Um I saw most of that Baylor filling over game, that, that Baylor defense is still there you're gonna have to be gonna have to be able to master out be athletic enough and just good enough offensively to to really give them a problem but they they that defense they showed the championship game that that that's still there <laughs> and a few of the guys still there uh Memphis has been a disappointment i mean i know they have two two freshmen duran and imani Bates, but they, they had a much needed win against at home against the Alabama last night. Came out with the right energy to um, get back into winning ways because they had lost four straight. And just looking at the schedule, the surprising one was, I mean, Iowa State really. I think last month showed some exposed them in a way. Then they lost to Georgia, lost to Ole Miss. Then I think the, the backbreaker, the reason Penny Hardaway came out with that frustration was the. At home lost to murray state like i don't know much about murray state but when i see that like okay yeah y'all <clears throat> y'all are slipping y'all gotta y'all supposed to have a good amount of talent but still early in the season and i'm pretty sure they'll make the, the tournament and probably win their conference so yeah uh, college basketball's heating up you got those teams uh all looking good you got Arizona back there undefeated. So Purdue's up there. Got that big center. I mean, the dude is long, but, and I mean, now Baylor's number one, but teams have been moving in out of that spot for a while. So I expected nobody to hold the number one spot really long. I mean, it's just the way college basketball is, but got some uh, good talent on display. We'll see how they how the season progresses before um, everyone starts paying attention during around March but I pay attention when I can when I can now because there are good games to watch it isn't sometimes it's better than watching the NBA some nights, depending on what the matchup is because you just don't maybe you're just not seeing the screen and roll and dribble handoffs. All games and (laughs) a bunch of three-pointers being lofted up by suspect shooters. But that's just my thought, folks. Uh, If I don't get back on this platform before Christmas, definitely wish you a Merry Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. Uh, This has been fun. Remember to subscribe to the All Basketball Podcast And this was just another volume of Just My Thoughts. Get at me. I know you probably disagree with some some of the things I had to say. Definitely love to debate it. (laughs) As always, thank you for your support. I'm Maurice Dixon. And until next time, peace and be blessed. In Jesus' name.